Welcome to the Sports Finder Podcast. Let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to the business of NIL. My name is Ahmed, and today we have a very special guest, Mr. Mick Winter, who is a sports attorney, a, a leading college athlete, name, image, and likeness lawyer, who has a very interesting background as he was once a, a Division One college basketball athlete. So, Mick will be joining us, and what we'll be doing is basically breaking down the things to look for in NIL deals, contracts, what you, what you should what you should have in there, what you shouldn't have in them, so on and so on. So Mitt will basically guide us through. And if you have any questions, just share them in the uh, in the comments section. And just as I speak, Mitt has joined us. Let me just add him on. Here we go. It's about to join us. Mate, how you doing? Good. How's it going? Very well, thank you, sir. How's things on your end? They are going well. Um, yeah, weather's uh, cooled down a little bit where I am, so things are going good. Fantastic. Uh, firstly, thank you very much for joining me on the show. Uh, it's it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Yeah, my absolute pleasure. Let's uh, start and get started uh, with a bit about yourself and, and your background. Sure. Um, so I'm a former college athlete myself. I played uh, Division One college basketball at the College of William Perry, Um After that, I went to law school at the University of San Francisco, out in San Francisco, California. Um, after that, I started practicing law in San Francisco at a pretty large law firm. Um, and while I was there, I represented the EPA in a few um, I was out there in San Francisco for about 10 years, um, counting law school. Um, in 2011, I moved to Kansas City, which is where I live now, which is kind of close to where I grew up. Um, when I moved to Kansas City, I worked for another big national law firm, had some college um, athletics clients there as well, the Big 12 Conference, Conference USA. Um, so represented them in all of their uh, legal work there. And then about two and a half years ago, I moved to my current firm, Kenny Hertz Perry, which is a smaller firm than the two previous firms I've worked at. Um, and in terms of name, image, and likeness stuff, um, as a former college athlete who uh, had worked a lot in the college sports law space um, when name, image, and likeness, you know, maybe a year and a half, two years ago when it started to become, you know, a thing that looked like it was going to start to happen, um, really started paying attention to, you know, all the state laws that were coming out, um, what the NBA was doing about the issue. 
Um, so it was something that I was, you know, very interested in personally as a former college athlete and, you know, thought it was something that athletes should have the right to do to monetize their NILs. Um, and then in, from the professional side, um, having the, the sports law background, um, it was something I was also very interested in uh, professionally. Um, and so, yes, sorry. And in terms of my, uh, my current NIL practice um, at, at Kenny Hurst Perry, my current firm, uh, represent some universities and have also started representing uh, some student athletes and businesses around NIL. Awesome. Very, um, very decorated background or career, which uh, could lead us into, into our next question. Basically, we're seeing a lot of uh, movement in, in the world of college sport. We're seeing lots of deals being moved around at the moment. Um, student athletes, it's it's new to them. Obviously, this is all new. This is the first time in, in their history where they can monetize. So, in your from what you've seen, what what advice can you give to, to to student athletes to look out for in these deals? Let's say we we have three or four tips, five tips, where you can, you can share with us like a list of things that they can take away every time they have a deal come to them. What should they look for? Sure. Um, you know, I would say the, the first and probably most important thing is what exactly are you giving? Let's say you know, you're working with a business. What are you giving that business the right to do? Um, is it you're allowing them to use a specific picture? Um, are you allowing them to use your name or, or your face or a picture um, with respect to a specific product? Um, or are you just... Does the agreement say you're giving them, you know, carte blanche to take your picture or your face or whatever else they might use and use it on any product at, at any time in connection with anything they want to do? So I think that's, you know, the first and most important step is what exactly are you, uh, this business right to do? Um, secondly, I would say how long is the term of any agreement you're entering into? Um, is it a, is it a one-time thing is, are they going to use your, your NIL in connection with one specific event? Um, or is this going to be a deal where they can use your NIL for, let's say a year or six months or multiple years? Um, that's a very important thing to also what's the term of your agreement. Um, another very important item is let's say you're doing a deal where there may, might be some intellectual property that is created. Um, you know, one example is a lot of athletes have been doing deals with t-shirt companies or other companies that, um, you know, they're, they're creating a logo that might go on a t-shirt or maybe like a, a caricature of the athlete, kind of like a cartoon that's going to go on a t-shirt. Um, who owns that intellectual property? Um, does the company that's, selling and signing the t-shirt, do they own that intellectual property, that logo or that character, or is that some intellectual property that the athlete is going to own? So that's very important to have spelled out. Um, another thing that I think is very important is, you know, what if the athletes or the business wants to terminate a deal they've already entered into? Um, I think any agreement should have termination rights for both parties 
spelled out in an agreement. Um, you know, a pretty common um, way to deal with that is, you know, either party can give 30 days notice that they want to get out of a deal. Um, but, you know, not all agreements have that. Um, a lot of agreements could have something that's a lot more punitive or harder to get out of a deal. So I think it's really important to uh, look out for that as well. Um, a few other important items are, is any deal you're entering into exclusive or is it non-exclusive? Um, you know, say, let's go back to the t-shirt as an example. Um, if you enter in, into an exclusive deal with a company for t-shirts, you can't work with any other companies that want to uh, design and sell t-shirts that use your NIL. Um, so that's another important thing to look out for. Um, obviously, non-exclusive um, is probably, you know, going to be better. Um, but, you know, depending on what company you're working for, they might insist on, on something being exclusive. So that's another uh, thing to look out for. Um, and then a very important one, which is, you know, kind of the main issue surrounding NIL is um, how and when are you going to get paid? Um, is it just a flat fee? Um, let's say for an appearance, um, if, are you going to get paid you know, $500 for, for showing up at some event? Um, are you going to get paid uh, up front? Are you going to get paid after the event? Um, you know, going back to the t-shirt example, are you going to be paid royalties on each t-shirt that is sold? And is that going to be based off of gross profits or net profits? Because uh, that can make a huge difference on the amount of money. Um, or are you going to be paid based off of a, a some type of a commission? Like, you know, let's say you do a sponsored post for a company and they have a way of tracking someone saw this post, they click on it, they click through to the company's website, and they, they buy a product. Are you going to get a commission uh, based on that sale? Um, so I think, you know, those are some of the really important uh, issues. Uh, one more before I forget is, uh, let's say you or the company you're working with, one of you thinks the other side has breached an agreement, um, done something you're not supposed to do, or or you haven't done something that you were supposed to do, you know, what happens then? Uh, do you have the right to sue them? Do they have the right to sue you? Uh, do you have to go to arbitration? Do you have to mediate it? There's a lot of different possibilities um, that, that can be spelled out in an agreement. And, you know, depending on where you're located and, you know, your situation, some might be better than others. Um, you know, what state law is going to govern uh, any agreement that's breached. Um, so there's a, a lot of considerations um, in these agreements and obviously it's very important before an athlete enters into any agreement that either the athlete or um, whether if their parents are helping them out, if they've hired an attorney, if they have an agent, somebody needs to really read all these agreements very carefully um, because you don't want to find yourself stuck with an agreement that's very one-sided um, and not in your favor. Wow, there you go. Lots to take in. Um, if you were to to advise uh, student athletes, actually not, we're, we're not giving any advice. <laughs> Let's talk in general terms here. Yeah. What what should they, what should they not do? I mean, because everybody's telling them do this, do that, do this, do that. What should they not do? Mm -hmm. um, well, I think, Number one, uh, it's 
You should not enter into a deal before you read it, obviously. Um, you should not enter into any deals without first notifying your compliance office about the, the opportunity you've been presented with. Um, at a lot of schools, it's a violation of school policy or even depending on what state you're in, a violation of state law to even enter into a deal before your school has been notified and given approval uh, of the deal. Um, and based on some of those policies, you know, you could find yourself suspended from team activities um, if you enter into a deal before you've gotten permission from the school. Um, so I think that's probably the most important, the, the two things I would say, really read a deal very thoroughly, you or, or someone that's representing you, and then number two, make sure you're disclosing that deal to your school before you enter into that deal. What are your thoughts on the students who work with companies who get paid for, let's say, joining a platform, then there's no clear distinction on what's monetized after that, all the data that's collected from the students. Is it, do you have any thoughts around that? <clears throat> um, can you describe a little bit more what you're talking about? I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about. So some platforms basically will say to you, come and use our platform and we'll pay you a certain fee, right? Yep. But the action that, that the student's doing doesn't really justify the money that's being paid, right? So, and then what you tend to find out is through different platforms is that that data is then being sold, mm -hmm. right? At a yep. lot more than what the student's been, been paid for. So does right. that fall under any IP rights or any monetary gain that they can benefit from? Is there a way they can sort of stamp that out before that even happens? Yeah, I don't think it really falls under any uh, IP issue, but it, you know, it's something that could be spelled out um, in any agreement. You know, um, let's say in the scenario you described, if a, a company's data that they gathered um, for, as a result of an athlete, you know, getting people to that platform, and they make money off of that, the agreement could spell out how much. Uh, an athlete is paid, you know, sort of a commission or a royalty based on how much the uh, the company is making off of that data. So that's something that would just be addressed in the agreement. But, uh, you know, it would have to be something that the athlete was aware of or his or her representative was aware of as well um, because, you know, a lot of people probably um, aren't even thinking of that. Um, so that, that's a good point that you just brought up. Absolutely. How do athletes avoid being sued? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, number one, ad whatever, you know, if you and do enter into a deal and it says you're supposed to do X, Y, and Z, um, then you should do X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, I, the main way that athletes are going to find themselves possibly getting sued would be to enter into a deal and then not do what they are supposed to do under the, the terms of that deal. Um, so I would just say adhere to um, whatever that agreement that you sign says you're supposed to do. Awesome. Uh, me, uh, I think we'll definitely wrap it up. We've, uh, we've, we've, we've taken in a lot of the knowledge that you've shared with us and we're extremely grateful and appreciative of your time. Um, before we let you go, do you, do you have any parting words? Um, you know, I would just say that it's obviously um, really exciting for athletes to have 
you know, this new opportunity to monetize their NILs. You know, it's something I wish that I had the opportunity to do uh, back when I was in school. Um, but at the same time, although it is very exciting, you need to, you know, be careful about uh, people you're entering into deals with. Um, you know, there are definitely some bad actors out there trying to take advantage of athletes. Um, so be careful who you're entering into deals with. And then you know, when there, you do find a deal that you want to enter into, make sure you're uh, reading any agreements you enter into very carefully. Uh, spend time going over it with, with someone else. Um, and, um, yeah, make sure you're disclosing all your deals to your school. That's a very important part of it as well. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Winter. Thank you very much for joining me on the business of NIL. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Sports Finder podcast. We'll catch you on our next episode. Y'all ready for this?